Shift Dyke, Michael's making food, and he's making comedy too. Thaddeus, Jay McKee is co-hosting with the guy I mentioned previously. Sauce Boss, Zach's on the one to two, so good he calls them twos and threes. And as always, there's a guest who'll be sure to please on. Hi, and welcome to the Heart of Brunch Podcast. I'm your host, Dyke Michaels. With me, as always, my co-host, Thaddeus J. McKee. Slappy peppy, wah, wah. On the ones and twos, the wheels of steel, uh, a substitute producer for the day. Give it up for Casey Campbell, everybody. Hello, mate. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> and uh, because of the sauce boss of Indianapolis is gone, because he had a wedding that he has to be at, uh, prepare for. Uh, we have a little bit of a different setup today, so if it looks different than normally, if the lighting's a little bit different, we are on a one camera. We're just going to blame Sauce Boss for all of it. I mean, I think it's an intimate one. It's like, it's close. Close to the heart is this name of the special, you know? Yeah. And we are elbow to elbow with our guests in studio. Yeah. Um, artist and culinarian, Grace Seibert, everybody. Hello. Thank you for having me. Yes. Welcome to the program. Very excited to have you on. Uh, it was a weird, a weird day. It was kind of a one-off because uh, we didn't do the traditional brunch. We went to a concert that was kind of that we got invited to by Carrington from Clint Breeze. And the Such group. a fun concert! I liked it, and I felt weird because I was like, "Hey, you should meet us at this thing." I felt like I invited you to your family's house. Like that's how like you got here. Like, yeah, I got all everything's free. That's how free. I like to do it anyway. So <laughs> no hard feelings. You were like, "Yeah, I know everyone here. Everything's free." And I <laughs> These was are like, my friends. Oh, cool. You don't need to buy me beer. <laughs> so. Typically, you know, on a show, we would have we would have had like a big, elaborate brunch and then talk about it. So we ate brunch off of a food truck today, which was called Pop Quiz, Dad. Well, oh, we're just doing a pop quiz <laughs> of what his names. Yeah, it was it was tasty. It was, it was Tasha. Tasty, yeah, Tasty Tasha's. <laughs> Everybody knows Tasty Tasha's fist bump underneath the table. Um, everybody knows Tasty Tasha's tacos. Yeah, it was so good. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that you guys crowdsourced that together because oh, great. <laughs> I I started talking about it. And I was like, I don't remember what it was called. Oh wow! I do, I do remember that the food. I was so impressed with the food. I forgot the name. That's what happened. Like the food was so good. That's the Shamon twist. I thought you knew. I was like, man, that's giving it to me right <laughs> up top of the episode. Okay, let's go. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean, it was, uh, tacos, burritos, empanadas. Um, they had ramen. I did not Mm. get a chance to try the ramen, but, uh, you know, I'm a sucker for good food truck food. Is there a good, just ramen food truck? No, I don't know. No, I don't believe so. <laughs> it seems like it could spill really easily, like on a bumpy road. <laughs> like all the soup's gone. All the broth is on the floor. It's leaking. I feel like probably on the coast somewhere there is, you know, maybe in like Austin or on the. <laughs> Sloshed they, have the the they have containers to put the robin. <laughs> the roads are better there. Spilling all over the place. Yeah, like potholes in like, <laughs> Indianapolis in the wintertime. Because <laughs> there's robin everywhere. Damn it. Someone fix the hydraulics on this truck. Well, you know, and I, I feel like there's, you know, there's layers to ramen right levels there's levels to ramen right so like when you say really good ramen truck you know you know there's there's probably people that are you know connoisseurs of ramen that would like have different opinions so i don't know also i didn't try the ramen so i can't even speak to but everything i did have of theirs was amazing the i really like the shrimp tacos i love a good consomme 
I went to a place recently. I'm not going to say where it was because I only like to say good things. But I ordered the consomme with my tacos, and it was just like pork fat. Like, and I, like, I did like two dips, and then have you ever like ate just something so like greasy that like you feel like you're tripping? You know, yeah. like that's how I felt. Yeah. Like I was just kind of like the whole rest of my day was just like sluggish, and I was just like, ugh, oh, that's terrible. This was not the case today. I feel like I'm just naming all these bad things that could happen with food. We had a great food experience. <laughs> it was amazing. You should hire them for all your events. Uh, Clint Breeze was playing on the drums. There was some, uh, there was some was like spoken word kind of things. There was some some hip hop. There was some horns. There was a, a a band that came from North Carolina, and they just started screaming and like hitting the keys and the and the bass all at the same time. It sounded like a whorehouse, a horror house. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I know these sounded like a whorehouse inside a horror house. <laughs> sounded like both. Was, and then they said that was uh, called uh, a bad day at the hospital. And it was just like, everybody just started clapping. Cause, yeah. Because we all went through this pain and we didn't know what it was. And then she explained it. It was very, it was very meta. Sometimes when I hear music, like I feel like it's the emperor's new clothes. And I'm like, am I just too stupid to get this? Like, is everyone else like understanding this on a different level than me? I think that's what everyone wants you to believe. Mm. But I don't think that's really the case. And then... Um, what else? Oh, our friend of the show, David Brooks, was the host. Comedian David oh, yeah. Brooks. He did a great job. I liked how he got on top of the trailer. Yeah. And just like, like this is my dominion. Let's do this. I'm going to host from the top of the trailer. I like how they had a sign that was saying only uh, <laughs> certain people could climb on top of the trailer. Only hosts could jump. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> you have to be okay. Uh, what, you you kind of came a little bit later in the afternoon, but uh, what was your favorite part? Um, I'm just really excited that a lot of people in the city are starting to do events like this, like really inclusive events that bring lots of different kinds of peoples together. Yeah. Um, obviously I'm excited about all the vintage stuff. I'm not planning on spending money on more clothes. I need to get rid of clothes, but the, the people that had stuff set up were it's really nice stuff. I didn't even check out the yard sale stuff, but like it, it looked like it went all the way down the block. Yeah. Cause it's the artists that live in the big car houses. Um, cause big car has the program. I, I don't know what the name is, but they remodel the houses down on that street. Yeah. Uh, and it's and all artists that live there. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So it, the, it was the artists that put this event on. So big car didn't even really technically do it like Chate and Jim. It's mm. the artists that live in the homes. Did you see the plan? Have you seen the plans for the whole like green space thing? Not exactly, but I've heard a lot about it like here and there. Um, and I'm really excited for it. Yeah. They do great stuff. It looks interesting. Every time I go there, it's like bigger and kind of right, <laughs> bigger and better, you know. And like they're like, we got this, we got it. that. It's happening in two years, one to two years. Yeah. Well, I like the <laughs> fact that it's a whole like you know an artist block that becomes like an artist neighborhood. It's like a a weird folksy cancer spreading, you know, but like, <laughs> like the good cancer, the good one. Yeah, that's what they say. <laughs> you, you know the, the good, good cancer, cancer, right? Yeah, that's it's actually, a good good versus bad cancer. Yeah. Yeah, it was actually a CBS show. It was pretty good. So uh, you came across my radio. You're a person, like, and I love mm. having this kind of guest mm-hmm. on. This happens to me a lot where mm. I see a person out in the wild or I see them on Instagram, and I know that you're, like, kind of attached to these different cool things, but I don't exactly know what. And so, like, I knew that you were 
uh, I knew that you were involved in food, mm-hmm. and I knew that you were involved in a couple different pop-ups, and then I also knew that you were putting on your own kind of food events, but, like, it seemed like there was a twist involved with, like, uh, different art. And then all of a sudden I see that you're involved with Gang Gang and, and, and putting on butter, and everyone is just gushing about how amazing butter was this year and i was just like i'm so mm. glad i already had her book because like i, I want to hear all about it you're describing her like she's the illuminati <laughs> yeah right like i'm some mystical creature art illuminati well <laughs> I, it, it tends to be like you know in a, in a town the size of Indianapolis, a lot of people do have their hands in a lot of different kind of pies and and i, I, I and i love when it's like foods involved in that in any kind of way mm. but then also cross so mm-hmm. i mean you could start with any of that yeah, I mean, I thought I would be in the back of a kitchen just working on a hotline for the next 10, 15, 20 years. Okay. I thought that's what I would do. Yeah, I thought yeah. that's like all there was. Yeah, same. To like make myself somebody mm-hmm. uh, in food. I thought that was the only way to do it. Get emotionally <laughs> and verbally abused yeah. every day on a hotline. That was all that mattered. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it turns out there's a lot more things for you to do with food. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And I'm really lucky that I worked with people in the industry in like the few years that I've been in it mm-hmm. to really like boost me and push me into areas that matter to me more. Uh, that's why it feels mysterious with what I do because I am just doing random shit all the. Can I? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Podcast is ruined, guys. Uh, she said the S <laughs> word. Down. Shut it down. <laughs> I think my uh, dog passed gas, and that also ruined the, the part of the. Yeah, you can always tell, like, like, like Thad's face is always a Damn. good indicator. Of, uh, <laughs> I was trying to hold it together. I was like, but like, I was no like, one to describe that before. I'm like, this is center me right now. And it's going straight up my nose. It was so interesting. And I look over and I was like, he's making kind of a rude face right now. Like, that's really I'm weird. I'm to break the ice for your dog. Well, uh, I, I first did check if the dog was underneath. Because I was like, I, I didn't know if it was you. So then we're like, sorry, it's our dog. She's like, no, that was me. So go ahead. like, I get nervous on podcasts. <laughs> this is not first one. Um, no, that, you know what, one, I mean, especially with COVID, I think that gave a lot of people a lot of time to kind of reevaluate um, things. Uh, I went to culinary school. I've been in the, I've been in the service industry my entire adult life. And I thought I was going to be like a restaurateur. Like I went mm. in and then opened a food truck and, you know, it was like two years into that. And then I was just like. I'm miserable, you know, I'm miserable with this trajectory. It's not fun. And decided I wanted to do something. <laughs> well, because what I realized in the two things that was hard for me to separate was like having a love for food and thinking you have to be a line cook or a chef or yeah. a restaurant tour. And it's like, like you said, there's so many other different ways where you can be passionate about yeah. food and not have to get yelled at. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think my struggle was just the people that I held really close in the industry and not everyone at all. Um, yeah. But a few people that I held really close in the industry made me feel like that was the only valid way mm-hmm. to care about food yeah. was to be a line cook and hate my life. <laughs> That was the only valid way to be in food. So I'm really like working hard to get out of that mindset, that pessimist yeah. like mindset. Like I don't have to hate my life doesn't and it feel hate so what much- I'm doing every single fucking day. Doesn't it feel so much food. better? <laughs> yeah. I don't know yet. Ask me <laughs> ask me in another year. But <laughs> Is that a hellish lifestyle of getting yelled at 
as a line cook, how old is that from the beginning of time? Or is that a new thing that new age cooks like to do? No, I think that's I think that's like a beginning of time kind of thing. That okay. doesn't that I would I would say that doesn't really happen in Indianapolis, but it's still heavily romanticized. Yeah, that that's my personal opinion, though. Um, obviously, I, I've not been here for over a decade, but I think that's a it's an old mindset that people really hold on to and really romanticize because great things came out of that time period. Yeah, great mm-hmm. food and great chefs came out of that time period, but it it doesn't really happen anymore. I got you. Mm. Uh, one thing that has always stuck with me is someone told me once that, like, if you can't execute on a high level without screaming at someone, that's a failure of your management. That's not mm. a failure of everyone else. Yeah. Like, there's other ways to be in those leadership roles. Exactly. But a lot of times what happens is that's the way you were brought up. That's the way, you know, and it just gets handed down and handed down and handed down. It's, it's hard. And I do think that COVID really gave a lot of people a lot of... Ch- on this podcast alone, we've talked to a lot of people that have transitioned out or taken breaks or, you know, switched up things. And it's really interesting to me, the two things, like, one, all the, like, the pop-up stuff that happened during COVID. You saw these people that, mm. as one group is heading out, there's another group heading in, you know, which is interesting. And then also just the people that are doing things just a little bit differently, you know, like. So what is the events that, like, you put on... Like, what is that called? What does that look like? What, like, the kind of dinner party? Yeah, so right now it's a lot different than what I did during, like, COVID era. COVID era, I was doing two different pop-ups with the guys from Milk Tooth. We were doing Contado, mm-hmm. uh, Contoto, and then Thin Glizzy. <clears throat> um, but now I do lots of freelance stuff, like dinner party, and yeah. dinner parties, like less than 20 people. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to move into and working with people that are outside of the food industry because it's more fun that way. It's more fun and I get to push more boundaries that mm-hmm. way. So I'm working with like artists, artist galleries, yeah. doing intimate dinner settings for the artists um, that have like their their pieces uh, set up. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is, yeah, so that's what I was talking about. That was the thing that I noticed like outside of the food was that there was this art angle of like, uh, cause I almost thought at first I was like, is it like an Instagram thing? Is it like people are like, cause it like everyone there looked really cool too. So yeah, like, no, not, they yeah. do look really yeah. cool, but like on, <laughs> on accident <laughs> cause I love what they do. <laughs> but that's awesome. Yeah. See, and I love, I love that. I love doing like small private events. like Yeah. That. And I, I think, I don't think I'm like very unique. I don't think I'm doing anything new and I don't think I have the most experience. I don't think I'm the best. I don't think I'm the quickest or the, the coolest or like maybe have like the best season stuff, but I want to do you some- eight miling yourself right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, baby. Oh, shit. <laughs> but I, I just, I, I just don't think I fit into like the i'm not happy in in back house anymore mm-hmm. I'm not yeah and what makes me really happy is working with other creatives mm-hmm. to make food that matters a lot to me and i don't feel like i i'm gonna have a panic attack <laughs> so that's that's what i want to do that's like my basis of what i want to do right now yeah. can i make food that's beautiful that tastes great that matters to me and i'm not gonna have a panic attack and what 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 kind of food does matter to you? 
things that are different, things that I'm not going to see on the top 25 Indies best top restaurants or whatever the mm-hmm. the uh, title is for sure. that. Because um, I, I feel like I'm really lucky, really lucky, really blessed to work for really special people in the industry that do break barriers, uh, that do and have break broken barriers, um, and really, really care about the food. And they're, they're not... Their purpose isn't to push out plates to fill the masses. Mm -hmm. It is to care about, like, the culture of the food, the history of the food, Mm -hmm. um, the... The pro the produce and like the product that you do source that's what matters the most and it's hard to get that in the city mm-hmm. uh, in like a larger scale um, it feels like it's hard to find um, and that's what I that's what I care about the most so nice. how did you get involved with uh, gang gang really actually through Ashley Brooks uh, we're just friends through the industry through being women and food. I'm part of her Indie Women in Food uh, group. Um, And I just reached out to her. I was like, hey, I'm really burnt out. Mm -hmm. Do you have any other jobs that would be interesting to me? And she was like, I just talked to Ryan Hunley, who works with Gang Gang, like set up a meeting. And so I had a meeting with Ryan and we really hit it off. And he was like, please come to Gang Gang. Somebody needs to organize the food and beverage. And I was like, I've never done anything like that, but that's what I want to move into. I don't want to work on a line. I want to yeah. do that. So, that I mean, that is that is how it happened. That's great. So that was all you this year? Yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. That's, that's awesome. You really are the go-to. Yeah. She is the only uh, I mean, I, it wasn't on purpose. It was like, I'll do whatever you need anytime. I've heard like just nothing but people gushing about what a unique and positive experience that butter was this year. Like, butter was really special, yeah. Yeah, like and, and just like everywhere, it was like to the point where it's just like, man, I really, really missed, <laughs> really missed out. <laughs> I think the first year people like weren't they weren't sure what it was, mm-hmm. but the second year uh, really made an impact. So I hope. The people that really wanted to, they were like, I missed it this year. They can come next year. Because it is really special. It's really impactful and moving. Yeah. What's your, what's your like, to-go, like, comfort foods? Korean food? Mm-hmm. Or honestly, okay, honestly, uh, Chicago beef and dog on East Washington. Okay. <laughs> I'm not hey, kidding. Hey, like, go. their fried chicken sandwich yeah. uh, is so good. Really? Yeah. Okay. Like, if y'all haven't been there, they make everything to order. They cut and fry their fries to order. They're nice. You see the same people working at the counter almost every single time you go. Mm -hmm. Like, if I'm going out just to, like, grab good food and not see people, that's where I go. Yeah. Chicago Beef and Dog. Yeah. So you are, like, a a, a popular uh, person amongst... Amongst Indianapolis, like you, you probably can't go out to eat without running into five people that you know. Um, I, I guess <laughs> I wouldn't really say that about myself, but <laughs> it depends on who you ask, I guess. <laughs> there are those people, like, uh, like no, I have like certain friends that are just like they, they know a little bit of everyone from mm. all these walks of life. Yeah, and you go out and you're trying to have a conversation, and it's like stopped five times because everyone's like, "Oh my god, how are you doing?" I guess that's why I go to Chicago beef. And yeah, <laughs> put the sunglasses but it's also on. Good. Yeah, yeah. That's right. And so the chicken sandwich, like that, is kind of like that. 
wouldn't be my intuition to go to a hot dog place and exactly. order a chicken sandwich. And I can't even take credit for that. My friend was like, I need a chicken sandwich. I'm, I think they have a chicken option for their burgers. Wow. And now I just I get it every time. Oh, my God. We Jardin- get- with Jardinar on it. Uh, I have, uh, how would you, how do you feel about meat cakes? That's a good question, Dyke. Cakes. That's a great question that I think I need you to put into another sentence. So, <laughs> Can you okay. use it in a sentence, Judge? So, e. <laughs> so we started doing this thing two years ago um, where it was uh, just the three of us. It was because, uh, like, Zach's also, like, you know, you know, been an executive chef and, mm. you know has a culinary background and then our friend Bridget Haran is uh yeah. you know it was an executive chef lots of places and we got this conversation about making uh, cakes out of meat and and then it kind of became like a competition to see who could make the best and obviously she has a baking and pastry background so it was like she would be the shoe in but we basically made like three wedding cakes oh, com- like really? out of meat and they had to be like 90% made out of meat mm-hmm. And then, you know, we all, like, have that competitive thing in us. So we were all trying to outdo each other. And then we made these three giant cakes, and there was, like, seven of us. And it was like, this is obscene. Like, why do we have three wedding cakes out of meat? So the next year, we're like, this is too much. We need to make this, like, an event and sell tickets. So last year, we did our second annual meat cake challenge competition. And we rented out uh, Almost Famous. And we had, like, Alan Sternberg make one. And, like, we had... We, we we opened it up a little bit and um, people drove from Ohio. <laughs> yeah. That's seriously ridiculous. Yeah. out of oh. curiosity, morbid curiosity. Yeah. What's the question? Oh, just would I? Would you be interested would in, I in competing? Make a meat yeah, cake. a meat cake. Yeah. Oh shoot! Like you said that quick too. Yeah, I would. Are you competitive? You know, yes. Okay. So it's a little like I feel a little defeated admitting it. Like I would make a meat cake. Yeah. And I think I would fuck it up, like in a good way. Well, we need someone to take Bridget down. Is what we're getting at. Bridget, Bridget, we need another lady. (laughs) Well, (laughs) why we're asking you? (laughs) Bridget is currently our meat king because she won last year. So we uh, we we need to we need more uh, people. But I also I think I'll I'll ask for to see the specs. but like preemptively, like yes. I think it just has to be ninety percent meat. meat. Yeah. Uh, first year was a crab cake. it was very smart. It was a crab That's cake. That's not what I expected. It was a crab know, cake the twist. size of a hubcap. I mean, it was it was huge. It was a giant crab cake with, like, beef tartare and a bunch of stuff going on. It was a lot of elements. It wasn't, it like, like, uh, uh, like, visually? Are you looking for something, or is it just? Everything. Okay. It's Yeah, it's going to be on taste. <laughs> it's going to be on, on, on visual. Structurally sound. Is it structurally sound? <laughs> There's some of the and, um, cakes just... We'll put a picture. There's gonna, up. there's gonna be. Those uh, look like wedding cakes. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Like yeah. Sweet. This was year two, and everybody like took steroids and then <laughs> went ham. Uh, no pun intended. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like the taste was really good. Like uh, we 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 fed it to all the people, and everybody was very happy. Um, someone was really upset with me because he thought it was like meaty cakes, meaning like we, there's gonna be a lot of cakes and dessert. Oh, so like it was sweet. Yeah, and he ate like a lot, and like he's like, I gotta go. He yeah. ate too much meat after, after he ate all the meat. Yeah. Oh, someone yeah. pooped he, their pants. Right? Is that what happened? He about did. He's like, I, I don't feel good, man. <laughs> he's like, I can't control <laughs> what you intake. That's not my fault, dude. 
the goal is kind of to make people feel like you can't eat <laughs> that, that much. Feel physically uncomfortable. Yeah. Well, if you <laughs> even if you get a small sample of like six meat cake, it's a lot. It's a lot of. That's a bit a, of meat. It's a lot of meat. Maybe we should have like a vegetable like. Like a vegan, like a vegan meat cake. No, don't be crazy. I'm, I'm that's, really not sorry. that's not that what we're doing. That's not. You could cut that. We're doing. Can we cut that off? Can we edit this whole. <laughs> we, I Let's don't just restart the episode. I can't believe you would say that. Why would I say that? No, look. I think there's certain things like it, this is a specific event because it it is over the top, you know. So it's just like if you start being like, well, let's have a vegan cake. It's like, well, that's not what we're doing here, you know. Like this, this one ain't for the vegans. That suggestion. This is for. I, I like the creativity, though. Yeah, yeah, you you, you got to get into it. And for those of you listening right now, uh, get your tickets early because it's going to sell out wherever it's at. <laughs> Even if it's wait, at, when is it? February. Oh. <laughs> it is. Well, meat caking is that's a not birthday month. Uh, meat caking is it's a winter sport. You know, you don't want to be eating meat cakes in the middle of summer. Pisces month. Yeah. When's your birthday? February twenty second. Okay, we won't have it on that day. We'll okay. make sure not to have it on okay. that day, so you can so you. It'd can be weird for the Pisces, you know, of the season. Yeah, Pisces are known to be great meat eaters. I gotta say, I don't typically keep people's star charts in mind when we do events like this. Maybe I should. Oh, I do. I thought that's why we had it in February because yeah. of meat eaters, the Pisces. I thought we did it because it was Black History Month. <laughs> Well, I mean, you created it, so <laughs> now that's like canon. <laughs> why? Why? Oh, uh, to celebrate Black History yeah. Month, I like to waste a lot of meat. Just to remind us. Hey, you're welcome to celebrate how you like to celebrate. Yeah, look how far we've come. I mean, that's great. I have nothing else to add on that. Yeah. <laughs> it's not just chitlins anymore. Oh, uh, I'll put chitlins on a meat cake. <laughs> Wait, is there a dessert chitlins? Let's get real about this. Let's have a real serious conversation okay. real quick. Oh. Yeah. Can you make a candy chitlin? Why not? I think that's what my new merch is going to be. <laughs> candy like candy chitlins. bacon, but candy chitlins. And candy that. chitlins. I mean. Oh, man. I. You know what? Now now we're going to have to do it. Now we're going to have to make candy chitlins. At least candy chitlins. You, you think you can do it? <sighs> It just—I can smell it already. I can just smell. <laughs> My think, mouth is watering. Yeah. Well, yeah. here's the thing. I think what you have to do is you use that spicy honey. Yeah. Can we give a shout out to the person's birthday today, um, who made the spicy honey? Sarah. Sarah Morel. There we go. Sarah Oh, were you, giving me, were, were you giving me a test? I wasn't <laughs> testing you. I was just doing what you did to me at the beginning of the episode. Yeah. She's only been on the show like five times. I forget. I forget. So I do. Happy birthday, Sarah. I do, I do production help for her. I recently fully organized and cleaned her production kitchen. Is that, another, is that another service you offer? Oh, or you, yeah. Or you, I mean, if we're going to put it out there, yeah. pay me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not for free. It's obviously... <laughs> So uh, are you are you like the that because like I feel like the best cleaners have a little a little touch of the ADD. Oh, for sure, yeah, the ADD, OCD. Yeah. it's it's heavy in me Thanks. in okay. my personal life and my professional life. Make it work for um, you, but I've learned that it does work for yeah, me. It's a people, superpower. Yeah, it is. I think so. <laughs> I think people don't like to think of neurodivergency as a superpower, but it really is. All right, go to song when you're cleaning. Or music. Ooh, you know, it, it really changes on my mood. Me mm. as a Pisces. Yeah. Me course. as a Pisces. Yeah. Um, lately, I've been listening to this genre called funk. Oh, <laughs> oh I gotcha. You know what it is? I've, I've, I've dabbled. 
It's new. You know, it, I'm not committed. <laughs> I'm not committed. But Metal Honey, her, her production kitchen is in like this weird warehouse on the east side, uh, or on yeah. the west side. Uh, it's fairly abandoned. Mm. So I have to switch it up because I'm by myself in there. Do you uh, think it's haunted? No, I've not felt anything paranormal in there okay. yet. Yeah. Are you attuned to the paranormal? Would you Would you know? I would hope so, but I've never experienced paranormal activity, and mm. honestly, my feelings are hurt because I believe in it. Uh, when we first moved yeah. in here, we had multiple people come in and tell us that the vibes were off, and we had to have the house like smudged. Might have just been you two. And then, <laughs> <laughs> it probably 100% was. Uh, but we did, we had the house like professionally smudged by a witch, and then yeah. I've never had somebody come in. That's awesome. And all I was doing, I was I was playing with like these Ouija boards and these dolls. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, like because like I like to do that, like it, like because I wake up in the middle of the night and I just start playing with these things. Yeah, I don't know like, what's happening. Have asleep. Yeah, and then yeah. after they smudge it, like that doesn't happen anymore. I think everyone knows that's a lie because black people don't summon shit. You know, that's not what we Wait, do. What we don't we we're not in the business of summoning demons and spirits yeah voodoo's not even a thing oh i guess well see <laughs> i forget about you fucking island motherfuckers that's what i said yeah, i don't, just wake up at three o'clock in the morning that, yeah. and then like island these dolls time. would be in my hand and i'm like huh Go island, ahead. island time yeah island time no i don't do that why is he wearing a top hat and have skull makeup on <laughs> every 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 3 a.m you just wake up to that why is Baron Samdy in the bathroom? Why is he playing the steel drums at 3 a.m.? Like, that? I think you're bringing demons. I uh, might be. Let's take a quick uh, break, and we'll be we'll be right back after these words. And we're back with the Heart of Brunch podcast. Uh, Grace, tell us a bit about your origin story. What? Where are you from? What got you into food? How did you get here? How did you end up in this basement? <laughs> Unfortunately, I'm from Franklin, Indiana. Mm. Um, born and raised. Small town. Yeah. Went to Butler University. Okay. For a business degree. Okay. And I got it. Jeez. And then I moved to Germany. To work in Wait, my what? degree. <laughs> okay. Wait, I, what? Got, I got a marketing degree. Do you speak and, German? Uh, yeah, I can. Okay. Yeah, uh, I, but only a little bit. At, at this yeah, point, that doesn't tell me if you speak German or not. That like I don't know. It, like I can read it, it, but conversationally, probably not as good anymore. Okay. I was like 21 when I moved there. Um, and what I, kind of German business were you into? <laughs> recycling. What? I know. Okay. You got to slow the, all of this down. Yeah. So you go to Butler. Mm. <laughs> you're at Butler uh, yeah. and you get into business and you're mm -hmm. like, you know what? I, I want to get into the German recycling game. That's not at all what I want. I had no idea what I wanted to do. And I was like, I guess the, the degree of marketing sounded good because I got a really good scholarship into mm. the school of business because I was like, I don't know, business make me the most money. Yeah. Uh, and then inside of that, I went in undecided. And then I was like, I guess marketing is the most creative, right? Mm -hmm. And it's not. Um, and I graduated early and I was super anxious, but for some reason they had a connection to this company in Germany Okay. and he came out and I just went for it. That's a big life 
change. Yeah, because like, I, no, I had no idea what I wanted to do. Yeah. So I just went like head first. By yourself? Into this. Did you yep, have a team? Just by or? myself. Okay. Just by myself. So where in Germany? Southern Germany near the border of France. Okay. Um, nice. I was only there for a year. So I can't really say Still. it was like. Um, but so yeah, I was in like an intensive German course when I first moved there. They flew me out there, set me up, um, worked for a marketing f- uh, firm that worked for a big like grocery conglomerate. Mm. Okay. Which did like Lidl and Kaufland, which is like their form of Walmart. Oh, okay. But better. Less sure. bad. <laughs> now. And I hated it. I hated it. I hated the company. I hated it. And all I cared about was food. All I cared about since I was young was food. Watch mm-hmm. Food Network, Food Network, Food Network. And when the- I was like most depressed, all I watched was Anthony Bourdain. Yeah. Obviously. Because that helps. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but that's all I cared about. And when I told all my close friends that I needed to move home and I needed to leave Germany, which I loved. I loved the country. Just hated my job. They were like, why don't you just do food? So I thought about culinary school, thought yeah. about it. I, I considered going to a place in Michigan. Um, but then I started working at this random restaurant in Franklin. Um, and then just... Moved to Indy from there. Yeah, uh, which is like usually when people go small town to Indy, I'm like that must have been a shock. But you've already been. In oh, Germany. it was terrible. You've, you've already been to Germany. <laughs> no, it was all terrible. Yeah. All the moves were terrible. <laughs> I had no idea what was going on. You had to take an intensive, you know, Hoosier speaking course and learn <laughs> learn our Indianapolis the culture, dialect. <laughs> the culture shock was heavy for sure. <laughs> and then, and then what what happened once you got here? Then you just started kind of like stodging under like. Different chefs? Kind of. Actually, my first, like, really part-time job was at King Doe. Okay. Um, And then from there, I got my full-time job at Black Market, which Mm. was, like, my full taste of, like, what I really wanted to do, like, culinarily. That was, like, under Esteban Rosas. That was, like, my full, like, wow, this is what matters to me. This is the shit. This is what's it. And you're in the kitchen all these places. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So what was your prior to... Coming to Indy, what was your like back? Or be, I guess prior to Franklin was your first back of the house ex- experience. Kind of, yeah. I mean, I worked at like a gluten free bakery when I first moved home from Germany, but I had no idea how to like cook like commercially yeah. at all. So it was all just on the job training. Seriously, yeah. that's great. And I was terrified the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> and you still make gluten free cakes, correct? Yeah, That's yeah, it. I do a lot of stuff. I eat I eat a lot of vegan, gluten-free stuff, uh, like, by choice, happily. <laughs> I was hearing... That's why you were conflicted about the meat cake. <laughs> like, <I don't> <laughs> yeah, that was my hesitation. <laughs> Real quick about the gluten-free, uh, I was hearing the reason why people are so gluten intolerant right now is because of what they're putting in the wheat. Mm. And it's like, so we've been seeing this spike of uh, gluten intolerance, but um, the wheat... And like the GMOs that they're working with right now are making a lot of people sick. So I don't know if you could speak on that working from a cake gluten free place, but yeah, I mean, like scientifically, I'm not sure. Mm. But like when I lived in Germany, I didn't have health issues. That, exactly. Really, and like I didn't have like allergies. Uh, you know, I I mean here I'm lactose intolerant. Gluten can really, really mess me up. Mm-hmm. Uh, too much meat can really upset my stomach. But when I was living in Germany, I was okay. 
Yeah. And this is what this person was telling me, like, hey, in other countries, um, some of our foods or our processes are illegal. What we spray on pesticides is illegal in other countries and it might be for that very reason. I've heard I the same that. thing yeah, on I believe repeat. That. Yeah, so I just wanted to <laughs> check with that. I believe that. I'll keep doing my research. <laughs> Harder brunch, what is wheat? <laughs> Our seventeen-part docuseries. It's gonna only on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. It starts off with that looking up what is wheat. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think that would be actually good. Like if we just go on a conspiracy trail just to figure out and learn. Yeah, I think it'd be hard to find the answers. Oh, you think so? Yeah, it'll be important to separate the wheat from the chaff. There you go. There it is. Give yourself a boo for that. Give yourself a (laughs) very loud boo. A boo applause. A a applause. A blah blah, a blah blah. Oh, I. Oh my oh, god, what is going on? It's always the people with the dreadlocks. <laughs> said one to the other. Yeah. Uh, oh man, we buried the lead here. I meant to say this at the beginning both times. Uh, we have an event coming up next Sunday, uh, which was the October second. <laughs> you look so surprised. Like, no, I know exactly. He does. Like that. He's like, what are you saying? Really? <laughs> Uh, I, yeah. Uh, next Sunday, it's going to be our uh, Bingo Bayou Brunch. We're going to be doing a takeover at Gomez Barbecue. We're going to be doing some New Orleans-style food and some free bingo with uh, some fun prizes. Mm-hmm. And then also, you know, he's got that two-way. So we got some craft beer, some wine. He's got a full some cider, a full uh, espresso bar, all the fun stuff. And a lot of our events are normally 21 and over. Because dad hates uh, children, um, but this will actually be you know all ages. You can you can bring the kids if you want. There yep. was, <laughs> um, like, uh, hold on, Brad. Brad Lister's off camera. Literally just turned eighteen. He's like, no kids. You're a, you were a kid last year, sir. Sell out. Yeah. Um, Here, here's the thing. It's gonna be fun. Um, kids can be there. Adults, uh, animals. As well, no, no animals. Animals are not allowed, as no. I was saying. And yeah. I think you guys, we're gonna have fun. There's gonna be music. Um, I'm going to dance. Um, if you pay enough money, Dyke will do a slow dance with you. Twenty dollars <laughs> slow dance with Dyke. It's like at weddings when they do the dollar dance, but yeah. I've upped it to twenty. It's twenty dollars, <laughs> and it's because it's to the song "Kiss by a Rose," yeah, oh as we God. discussed, which has nothing to do with "Bye" at all. It also is such a longer song than you remember. Yeah. It's so long, so it's going to be worth the twenty bucks. Yeah, maybe we should up that a little bit. You didn't tell me it was going to be Kiss right by now. A Rose. Starts at twenty bucks. Starts at twenty bucks. All right. Well, the most important part is October second at Gomez Barbecue. Um, these are the kind of fun pop-ups I like to do. Uh, also, no tickets necessary. Like, usually we do ticketed events. You can just show up, get your uh, get your food on. I'm really excited. I'm going to make a um, uh, uh, red beans. I got a red beans and rice, and I have this. I'm going to try a new recipe I'm very excited about. It's going to be all vegan. That one. That one will be vegan. I'm excited. We're going to make one really hot vegan option. I, I always get disappointed when the vegan option is, like, off, like, too much worse or better than the meat option. Because, like, I remember I used to, like, work at this camp, and they, the vegetarian option was always, like, I don't know, peanut butter and jelly sandwich. <laughs> like, you like, that's what it was. And then, and then we got this new chef in, and the chef was like, you know what, we're going to take care of it. And this was just vegetarian. It wasn't even vegan. 
but it was like, we're going to take care of our vegetarian friends. And then it went hard the other way. So it'd be like, all right, everyone's having hot dogs and vegetarians are having vegetable lasagna. <laughs> and I was like, wait, what? Wait. That's, that's way better. Um, uh, Sounds great. Yeah, yeah. And it was just like, but then everyone started lying and saying they were vegetarians. <laughs> like, I don't want to eat that. Um, so I think that, I think that stuff is lame. I think vegetarian food can be really cool and really fun. But nobody... It's come a long way. It's not, it's not cool enough yet. Yeah. I think it's not fun enough and cool enough to, like, think outside of the box and make really good vegetable-based dishes. Because uh, obviously, I can see your steak and it tastes fucking amazing. Yeah. But... With vegetables, you, you got to put a little more thought into it. You want something equally. And the thing is, too, is, like, a lot of times, even just, like, from a... I just get nerdy, but, like, just even from, like, a, like a stock level, like, like, I've had really good vegan stock, but, like, it takes mm. you... Like, you can't just cobble together some shit and be like, well, it doesn't have any meat in it. And, like, yeah, it also doesn't have any flavor in it. Like, it's not good. <laughs> and so, like, I want to take a lot of time and make a really dank vegan broth just to even, like, start off with it's possible uh, yeah and there, you said there's another other way where it actually is unhealthy to eat the vegan option yeah right? no really like when veganism kills you mm-hmm. well it becomes a lot of like the two things she was talking well like well not to, but like, wheat gluten yeah That's wheat it. and gluten or it's sugar you know a lot of times yeah. it's just like a lot of well we'll just put a lot of sugar in this obviously it tastes good yeah yeah it's, <laughs> it's it could be dangerous i went to uh a vegan like what is it? Like, it was a, a concert, a vegan... I don't know, but we don't know. <laughs> no. Wait, a vegan concert? Yeah, it was a vegan concert. Was it Earth Crisis? What it was, was going on? Well, like, there was all the... It was a set of seminar, and, like, yeah. they had, like, all these different vegan foods. It was really cool. Like, yeah. they, and, like, they had also speakers, and they were talking about how they would, like, rather die a vegan than eat meat ever again mm. and then and I, I like i had to like kind of get up close that there's a crowd and, and i was like he better say that again is, is that real he's like he's like my doctor said that it might be unhealthy for me to do what i'm doing right now <laughs> and again i say if it killed me doing this lifestyle i'd rather do that than eat meat and i was like i don't know if i'm going to join this call or not i'm just going to sit back and eat the good food mm. you know really i often do I often wish i cared about something that much yeah i mean like it is impressive i mean it is it is impressive i think it's a very <laughs> i don't know and like this is gonna piss a lot of people off but like speak on it i think it's a very privileged <laughs> thing to, it to, is. to 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 bark about and like it annoys me like i'm doing like a dog show uh, oh, here pretty soon. Yeah. I didn't even know you ate that. That's crazy. No, I'm doing a dog show where I'm going to eat a whole bunch of dogs oh. in front of dog lovers. People don't want to see it, but I'm doing it for a good cause. Harder Branch does not support the eating of dogs or the unethical treatment of any animals. I mean, we. Here's the thing. Okay. Um, the dog show is Cody, to get raise away. money. Get back. <laughs> Get that dog out of here. Uh, the dog shows, get that freaking dog away before I shoot it. Anyways, I'm doing a fundraiser for dogs uh, to help them live. <laughs> Just like hit them. Slap. I don't know. It's interesting to like raise money for like a food in another culture. Like that like bugs me. That bugs me. Like I'm like, oh yeah, like you know some people can't eat, right? Like some people can't find food. But like we're going to raise support for this food 
Hey guys, this next uh, this next event is for PB and J. Our our nut trees and our berries are going extinct, and we need to raise money. I don't know. That's my take. I mean, I guess you could just hot. <laughs> I love PB. I love though. I, I love a PB and J. Uncrustable. How do you feel about those? You sold me on it. I think if yeah. you're still eating uncrustables, real quick, can I interrupt you? Yeah. As an adult, I didn't know they came frozen. Yeah, they shouldn't mm. come frozen. Isn't that crazy, though? Frozen. I didn't know. Here's the thing about PB&Js. If you have PB. to mass yeah. produce PB&Js, something's wrong. <laughs> have you ever have you ever made your own Uncrustables? <laughs> <laughs> yes. PB&J? Well, you can make... You like, can get the stamp. Yeah, you can cut it. Also, like so when we went camping, we have these pie irons. I was about to say my white friend from Michigan <laughs> when we went camping. <laughs> he Look, had them. We know white people too. <laughs> I was raised by them, and they <laughs> they told me their secrets of the pie irons. Yeah. Very young. <laughs> my dad had like a gold uncrustable that he pulled out, like it'd be in a leather pouch. They, you know what they called it? A hobo pie. Hobo pies. Hobo yeah. Pie. Oh, we don't. You know. <laughs> Yeah, it's a thing. We don't, like a we, long don't, we don't use that classist iron. language on the show. <laughs> did I say it? Did I repeat it back? Because if I did it, it was a Freudian slip. How dare you talk about... <laughs> yeah, yeah. we call them N-word pies. That's, that was... I don't. Nigga pies? Did you just, I don't. Did you just give me it? Like, this is your time to say nigga that if you wanted to say it on the podcast. That was weird. Um... <laughs> I don't know. This guy off the rails real quick. I didn't know if you were going to co-sign it or. What's if the next gonna... question? <laughs> How do you feel about nigga hobo pies? <laughs> we're having an event. It's called nigga hobo pies, <laughs> and it is for it is for cows. It's endangered uh, cows. We've never had anyone walk off the podcast before. This might be <laughs> it. Ain't me. <laughs> uh, All right, yeah. let's re- let's recalibrate. <laughs> All I was saying is some vegan food hey. is good. <laughs> some vegan food is good. Oh wow, man! Um, what 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 what's your what is your like comfort food? I, I think I know mm. all your your comfort food. Top five: apple pies and pastries. Yeah, you, you um, that one. It's on top five for sure. You know, Saraga had at the at the front thirty eighth Street, Saraga. Mm-hmm. At the front, they have bags of uh, orchard orchard uh, apples. Oh. Yeah. From like, like shilling, not shillings. They're free? No. <laughs> no, you got to pay money. Uh, <laughs> they're kind of expensive. But Saraga had local orchard apples. See, that? I like that. Like, if Can you believe that? I'm, I'm down for it's it. It's the new Saraga. I love Saraga. It's the new revamped Saraga. I, my only thing is, I think pro tip: never go into Saraga hungover because this oh, no. the smells from around the world all combine together. If you're if you're sensitive stomach, it's it's a lot. Also, don't go past four p.m. It, oh, what happens at four p.m.? People get off work. Oh, just busy. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, the, the, the vampires come out. That's when we hold our Illuminati meeting. Yeah. I did. I used to host uh, international students uh, for a while. And I had this kid that lived with me who was from Saudi Arabia. And he um, kept strict halal diet. And so I'd have to go to Saraga and get, like, all the halal meats and stuff. Yeah, and they have the halal, uh, like, delicate. And mm-hmm. Whatever you want to call it, and you would just they would just have like you know a severed like head on the in the yeah. butcher sh- in the in the display case, yeah. or they would have like an upside down goat being mm. 
being bled out. But that all that halal meat was always delicious. Yeah. Like it was just always yeah. I mean it's just it's just the like Muslim version of kosher. I've, yeah, maybe that's right. simplifying it too much, but it's just like well, done according to like religious practices. But like in practice, it's besides like the whatever religious ritual, it is. A, it's like the blood's drained out. Yeah, like upside down. But man, really I want to. I, I literally want to be a part of it all. Like I, I want to do like stuff like where we do like le- religious meats. Like one, <laughs> one, one day. It's all religious meats. All religious. <laughs> Or, you know, like, when we go through the draining process. Like, oh, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you actually, you know, like, like I'd like to, you know, experience all the food. Like, I think Alan Sternberg was on. He was talking about, like, if you are a cook, you should kill something. Like, you should, like, like see a pig getting slaughtered or do, like, be a part of this uh, process because you are feeding it. And it's, like, a spiritual little journey. Yeah, Anthony Bourdain said that a long time he ago. He didn't say that? Yeah. You should. Because um, he spear killed a hog. Oh, okay. Yeah, in like East Asia. Mm-hmm. Okay. I the, It was pretty traumatic. I've, the closest thing that I've killed is a lobster. And it's it terrible. feels like a murder. I mean, it feels like murder light, you know? It's just definitely Compared like, to your other murders? Yeah. Not, it feels right. like real. a human. It's not it the same thing. It didn't hit the same, you know? <laughs> but like, Man, I killed like over 20 on like a Valentine's Day special. <laughs> oh, really? Like, like down in the skull. Yeah. Pull yeah, it, yeah, yeah. slice them in half, fry, deep fry them. Doing it the right she way. She said Valentine's, Valentine's Day. Day. This is your birthday month. You did a Valentine's Day special where you just murdered pigs in front of who? The lobsters. Lobsters were your audience? Well, kind of like an audience. <laughs> oh, I was, wait, I was close. Oh. I was I was in a restaurant, but it was close to the door to like the, was the it, dining room. Was it oh close to your word. birthday? We were like, yeah. this, is, this is how places get And it was the first time out. I've ever done it. And all, all, like, wait, the, the first like, time you had to kill 20? Yeah, wow. it was like close to twenty, and the guys were like, "We're here with you." Oh, is it that hard? Does it it get, is terrible. Does it get? I've never killed like, that many anything. Get, Do they get they, easier as you get along? No, no. they're all different. <laughs> they all scream and squirm in different ways. Some of them are stronger He's than like, the others, and you get scratches. They fight. They fight back. I know that last one was screaming about having kids. Yeah, I don't have kids. I'm trying to go to college. Please. I just want to live. Well, it's wow. pretty terrible. I don't recommend killing. We were just talking about Jeffrey Dahmer earlier. <laughs> yeah, we were. <laughs> like maybe she's addicted to it. Now. Yeah, she's like, they all scream different. <laughs> That's that actually hurt my soul a little bit. <laughs> uh, like they, like they're screaming underwater. No, they're not in water. They don't scream. They're sitting. I thought on you boiled them board. alive. No, they're sitting on a cutting no, board. No, you uh, put a knife straight into their brains and. Yeah. Take take out the brainstem as quick as possible. It, while they're screaming. They make no noise. <laughs> Unless you speak lobster. <laughs> all right. Yeah. We understand this all. Oh. So. Yeah, but that's the closest thing. Anyway. I've, never, I've never speared a pig. I don't know. I feel like I'd rather kill... Mm, I I'd, I'd definitely... I could kill a chicken. Yeah, for sure. Head off? Sure. Chickens suck. I mean, they're chickens are obnoxious. Like they're just like it like between like a a cow or a pig or a sheep. I Chickens are the worst. Yeah, they're the worst. Yeah. Don't you just have to like What is that? <laughs> rodeo. Swing them. Rodeo the chicken. You just kind of break them. No, the man. Mm-hmm. You just kind of <laughs> grab them. Like on farms they basically have like a like a hook, like a tri hook and then you just 
grab it by the neck and you just and then pick up the next one and I didn't know that. Yeah. It needs to be like a like this is what like some vegans could work on like a, a nice <laughs> euthanasia type type situation where it's like a shot, you know, and then they just go peacefully asleep. I see. I would. I I don't want to burst your bubble, but I think vegans would probably uh, be against that. They, I think they were like they want. Um, the, I'm going to step in and say I agree. They want the animals to live a full with him. a full healthy life you and then die. Die of natural causes is, I think, what the vegan agenda is. Yeah, and then not be eaten after they're dead. Uh, I was a vegetarian for like twelve years. Did you know that? Did you know that? I know you were. Yeah, I don't. I don't get any credit for that. I didn't eat. uh, (laughs) I didn't. That's what they want. I didn't eat a chicken wing until I was in my twenties. Those are my favorite. Yeah, chicken wings. Yeah. (laughs) Well, um, they're good. (laughs) <laughs> I think we can all agree the chicken wings are good. Um, what do you do to chicken wings? What's your what's your take on I like it? frying them naked. Yeah. I don't like I <laughs> Careful. But you know what gonna, I mean? Yeah. I I don't like breading on them. Oh, I, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, 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 not me. Yeah. I always get bummed out when I see bread. Like look, if you want to have whatever I don't like so like when people have like boneless wings. I'm like, just it's a fucking McNugget. Just say you like McNuggets because that's what you're eating and that's fine. Mm-mm. But there's no such thing as a boneless wing. You're eating a McNugget unless you go to Ale Emporium. The way they do their no, boneless wings, no. they, 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 they fry them. No, it's a McNugget. That's what fine. They do. It's a McNugget, but then there's also just chicken wings, which are separate and delicious. Yeah, I agree. I'll, I'll eat both. If if both of them are good, I'll eat both. But yeah, they like they dip them in the sauce, they fry them like right there on the the grill. They toss them, yeah, and then they just send them out. It's like not fake meat. Like like chicken nuggets are like fake meat. Sure, but look, a breaded wing. I just feel like it's too much. There's too much going on there. Just enjoy the nice, a nice real wing. I just like a classic, like a red hot buffalo. Wing, that's it. Yeah, what's your what's do you? Blue cheese. Okay, blue cheese before. Yeah, <laughs> straight off the hip. You're not you're not that Franklin, <laughs> mm, girl. <laughs> Are you a blue cheese or a ranch guy? I mean, I'll be quite honest. I if I have the option, it's always blue cheese. But I will. I'm a piece of garbage, and I will get down on some ranch. We had a ranch fountain for one of for one of our events. I eat ranch in private. Yeah, <laughs> in private. Yeah, hundred percent private. But I we did it for the first Super Bowl Heart of Brunch, and I thought it'd be so funny to have a ranch fountain to dip stuff in. And I forgot that what we were using was a chocolate fountain, which is has a heating element to it. So it was just a fountain of hot ranch. <laughs> Does it turn colors after a while? Like, like this used to be white, and now it's brown because it's being recycled. <laughs> yeah, recycled hot ranch is what is what it was. And like, you're just dipping a wing into it, and you're just like, this is not. No one recognizes this as ranch. It's not supposed to be the temperature. <laughs> oh my god! Hidden Valley's like, hey, you guys got to quit calling this ranch. <laughs> you're hurting their name. Did you know that uh, ranch was actually invented at the Hidden Valley Ranch? No. Like, it was a real ranch. It was, like, something that they were uh, giving to the ranch hands. What, what year are we yeah, talking what about? Yeah, what do you... Uh, but also, what do you mean? Like, like... They, 
like there was a ranch called Hidden Valley. Yeah. And like they would feed like all the workers ranch dressing. <laughs> To drink? <laughs> yeah. Like it a Gatorade? Like, yeah, they would bring out buckets of ranch dressing and slop it on them. I'd no, hate they to would, see those commercials. They would have a chow line with, you know, whatever, and then they were just like, they invented buttermilk ranch dressing, and then, like, it started there, and then people liked it so much that they started, like, bottling it and, and selling it. People were like, it. what if we stopped drinking it and <laughs> no. just dipped our chicken wings in it? Are we good with that? I think we got a problem. <laughs> A lot of us are dying right now. <laughs> I think before they bad. just they must have just ate dry ass salads. <laughs> they had some dry ass salads, and then we're like, "Hey, I just whipped this up, made it buttermilk." I don't know. Drop a beat for me, Casey. I'm not. I'm not getting my way out of this buttermilk hole. Top top left. Come on, top. Or left. drop a boo then a beat. Yeah, turn it up. There we go. Wow. Oh my god. Grace, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for rolling with the punches. This is the weirdest episode of Heart of Brunch we've ever had. Uh, I'm so lucky to be here. Uh, we want you to come back where you can actually eat all the food and like and enjoy. Yeah, feed me, um, please. We're gonna we're gonna invite you back for that for sure. Um where can people follow everything that you're doing on social media? Find me on Instagram at shrimp slut underscore. Is that the comfort food? Shrimp? That's it. Yeah. There's a backstory. Okay. But it's it's just not worthy telling. Okay. Yeah. I also believe it's pronounced scrimp, but it, you know, yeah, teach shrimp, <laughs> shrimp, whatever you want. Daddy's Jay. <laughs> but definitely slut. <laughs> Hi, you can find me at shrimpjigolo.com. Uh, I'm really pimp out the shrimp. We be pimping, shrimping. Pimping and shrimping. Um, no, I'm going to be speaking at uh, the a great conference and it's really cool it's called creative mornings um creative mornings is having me speak and i'm going to talk about being creative and talk about my process and other boring stuff or really fun stuff if you're a creative um i'm really excited about it come out to that show uh it'll be something i thought you were just saying the name of the thing i'm gonna be talking about all things creative (laughs) and my mornings and (laughs) sometimes i'm i'm there in a morning (laughs) Casey Campbell, uh, you did a great job producing today. Uh, you deserve a plug. Where can people Thank find you. you and follow you on social media? Um, you can find me eating shrimp cocktail. Uh, you can also find me at Danger Brewer on Instagram for all your video needs. Thanks. Um, you can find me at Dyke Michaels on social me- media. Also, check out our Patreon, uh, patreon.com backslash Brunch. We do a, a comedy. <laughs> we actually start the comedy at some point, though. We have a, a, a comedy episode. Um, we're gonna have um, who's your favorite? Young Derek James on. Yeah, only three dollars, and you get not only additional content, but you're gonna get invited to like super dope events, cool stuff that only the Patreon members are exclusively part of. So check that out. And uh, thank you so much for watching, and uh, we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye.